Welcome to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. Our mission is to grow the game with meaningful conversations with coaches from all over the world. Give us a shout out on Instagram or Twitter at ElevationBball1. And you can listen to all of our episodes of the Elevation Basketball Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify or Apple iTunes. Thank you for listening to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. And welcome back to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carver, and today I welcome in Sean Ali, who is the known for the Hoop Consultant uh, Twitter feed, who is a, an NBA uh, talented expert. So we're, welcome in today, Coach. I appreciate you stopping by today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your background before we kind of jump into the topic of today. Sure, sure. So I'm a, uh, I think, just a, a classic basketball lifer, you know, fell in love at a really early age. Um, definitely had more of uh, more of the mental skills in basketball, more so <laughs> than the physical skills. Uh, definitely leaned on my um, IQ and understanding of the game um, because I think I just, I played a ton. I just constantly played in pickup games and whatnot. Right. Um, had a good high school career on a good team. Um kind of dabbled with the potential of playing in colleges, couldn't get anything really solid, um, a bit of a homebody, uh, didn't really want to leave my my Northern Virginia bubble. So ended up going straight into um, high school coaching at the high school that I played at pretty much right after I graduated high school and um, started off coaching. Um, one, of my, one of my closest friends was the head freshman coach. So I was his assistant and I was also a varsity assistant, same JV coach that I played for. So I, I would just go to the school and hang out every uh, you know, every evening for, for, you know, six, eight hours or whatever it was, it just, but, you know, my life has always revolved around it. Um, that's when I was in my younger days and not hadn't started working full time or anything like that. So the good old days. And then I, uh, got married and had my first son and, uh, kind of had to step back from coaching. I did a few seasons where I tried to do like part-time where I would just go to right. practices and stuff. And we know, we all know how that goes. I, I of course didn't miss a game, didn't miss a practice. Right. maybe a Saturday practice here and there I would miss, but rarely right. even those. So I eventually realized I had to stop just because my, uh, my full-time work was getting busy and my son was getting older and we had a second son. So I stepped away from full-time coaching, um, but very much had that itch. And um, I, I, can enjoy basketball as a fan. I could, I could enjoy it as a fan for the rest of my life and never coach or, or teach basketball ever again and would be content. But I do have this um, sort of this burning desire to, to teach and to be a part of a team and, and things like that. So I eventually, I tried to, you know, I would dabble here and there with um, helping friends who were coaches. I would go run practices for them, run off season things, mm -hmm. coach summer league teams, things like that, just, just for my own enjoyment. Um, but wanted to get a little bit more involved, but didn't have much time, couldn't really physically go to gyms. That's why I landed on trying to figure out how I could coach virtually. Um, some of my players who, who I coached in high school went on to play college. Some of them went on to play overseas and things like that after college. So I would watch their games and give them feedback on them as an individual, how they, you know, things down to shooting mechanics and, and balance and footwork and pace they were playing with, skills they needed to add. So that sort of got my thinking going about, you know, how could, is this scalable? Could I do this for more players rather than just my players? Um, so that's how I ended up with uh, with Hoops Consultant to, to sort of be that virtual freelance coach um, for players is what I first thought. You know, I'll just, I'll, 
oh, I can do that. I can watch a player's game, give them feedback, send them some clips as examples, send them some, um, you know, workouts to do to work on those things with their on-court skills trainer, things like that. But what I ended up stumbling into was I found that coaches, um, particularly high school coaches, needed an outsource to watch some of their film. Hey, we're scout, we're playing this team in a uh, state tournament. We don't know anything about them. So I would go and I'd go search their schedule, email the coaches that they played, get film, watch as much film as I can, and then give them a game plan. Um, I would have coaches say, you know, we just sort of hit this wall and a fresh set of eyes on some of our games with some, a fresh perspective may, may help us out. So I would watch the team's own film and say, hey, here's where I think you could, um, you know, gain some, uh, change some things on offense, change some things on defense, just to try and um, uh, get some momentum going game to game to, to finish out the season strong and things like that. So where I landed now was I still have a very busy full-time job and I have two boys who are five and two. Um, That's a full-time job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I still have that burning desire to coach and to teach. So I work with a bunch of high school coaches and some players to do just that, to be a sort of virtual coach for them. Um, and it really can be tailored to whatever a coach needs or whatever a player needs. I, I um, pride myself on, on meeting a, uh, a client uh, where they are. That's know. awesome. And yeah. just real quick, kind of a little plug for you. Uh, how can someone get in touch with you if they wanted to uh, employ your services as a consultant? Sure, sure. My website is uh, hoopsconsultant.com. Um, that uh, my uh, Twitter handle is my full name, Sean Ali, S H A U N A L I 34. Um, but my name is uh, Hoops Consultant on there as well. And my Instagram is Hoops Consultant. So I can be reached any, any of, on any of those platforms. And I will re highly recommend that. I've been following you for a little while, but I noticed a lot of stuff, a lot of coaches I followed were following you and stuff. And you put out some really, co really cool stuff. And uh, it piqued my interest. Uh, real yeah. quick side story. You had said that about, you know, coming to the gym right after you graduated high school and kind of, uh, you know, jumping in for six, seven, eight hours a day. That is my story in a nutshell, boss. <laughs> I graduated high school and that summer uh, I got back from the, from vacation and took the JV team, the team camp was hooked, uh, started coaching that same year. You know, I was a senior the year I played, obviously I graduated. I'm now coaching kids that were freshmen in high school with me the next year yeah. uh, on the JV team and um, freshman team, probably more then. And I remember I worked for about three, four years. Uh, and I had been elevated to the head JV position. Uh, and the season was winding down that year. And the head varsity coach who I worked for and played for, uh, he walked in and handed me a check. And I said, what's that? And he said, that's your paycheck for coaching. And I was like, you mean y'all get paid to do this? I had truly no idea that you actually got paid to coach. I was just there because I loved it. Uh, and it was so that's a that's an that's kind of a parallel story to what you were saying there. So that's 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 so funny. I I I I've heard a few other people have a similar story, but yours is pretty much exactly what I experienced. And I had the exact same paycheck thing too. I yeah. had no clue. And when yeah. I got a check, you know, when you do the math, of course it's not much, but no. when you're when it's not even on your mind and yeah. you get a check, you're like, oh, it's yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was, was uh, so at the time I got that check, I was probably 21 or 22, same. you know, still in college. Uh, and heck, you know, that, that little measly check was a lot to me. I was like, Hey, uh, there we go. There's a new golf right. club. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it was funny. Uh, but no, I appreciate that. Um, uh, and one of the things that intrigued me about, um, you and, and your hoop consultant, uh, situation was how much you spent diligently, uh, talking about film study and, um, just a little backtrack story to why 
So when the season ended for us last year, this is about a month prior to the whole world shutting down for the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of sat down, you know, winding down, kind of did my normal uh, let's evaluate the season first for me as a head coach and then as our team and individual players. And I kind of filled out all their exit slips, had started on the exit meetings. And I kind of said to myself, my goal for this upcoming season is to learn how to be a better uh, film study guy, film study coach, and how to learn how to do that better and what's expected of you and how you do it. Um, I never know what the right mix of film study is, what's too much, what's not enough. Um, you know, typical in high school situations, as you mentioned, you know, we got three games in four days. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the weekend rolls around and I'm like, okay, now which film do I watch? Uh, do I watch the wins? Do I watch the losses? Do I, you know, I, I don't really know. Now, Huddle's been phenomenal because it, rather than watching the entire game, I can just look at the clips of things that I feel like we need to look at. But mm -hmm. I just kind of made it a personal mission of mine that I was going to learn how to become a, a better film study coach. And, one of the things I wanted to do in the offseason was I wanted to go to some college or, you know, Charlotte Hornets are, you know, two hours down the road from us. I was going to try to see if I could get up with one of their uh, video consultants or video coordinators and kind of just sit around with them and chop it up and see what I come up with. Well, pandemic kind of hit and put an end to that. Uh, so when I saw what you were a hoop consultant and your, your specialty was film breakdown, I was like, ah, there's the guy I need to talk to. Uh, so this is one that uh, really truly is near and dear to my heart because I'm learning. Uh, and I want to learn how to be, I've been coaching high school basketball now for 30 years. And I still feel like I just barely scratching the surface of film study. Uh, so my first question to you coach is uh, I am a high school coach and I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just saying this arbitrarily uh, about film study. What would be the first thing you would recommend or tell a coach when it comes to film study, how to, how to go about it? You know, what, what are they looking for initially? What's the, what's the first thing they need to do is a, learning how to be a better film study guy. So that's a great question. Um, I would say the first thing that, that I always recommend a, a staff to do, particularly a high school staff, is to designate whose responsibility is it going to be um, to prepare the film, to, to actual play, to play the film. Because like you mentioned, college teams and pro teams have these designated people as video coordinators who are going to break down all the kids. They, they handle all that stuff. So you as a coach at those levels just receive it. And, you know, a lot of times the video coordinator will sit there and, and run the actual computer in the session and you're just talking. You have nothing to do with the pre-work that led to that and right, playing right. it and presenting it and all that stuff. So the first thing I always recommend is to designate the, the uh, responsibility to the one or two people who are going to be in charge of that. Who's going to go into into a part of that is, like you mentioned, the, the, the wonderful tools that Huddle and, and others provide to really streamline that. Who's going to go into huddle, um, send off the, the, the game film for analysis if you're doing that, to splice up the clips if you're doing it manually, to pull it all down? Who's in charge of that? Um, who's going to lead the session? Just, just make that plan of um, really designating who's in charge and who's going who's gonna to take the lead between the staff members. Once you sort of have that, um, then it really just becomes teaching as far as delivering the film study. What I tell everybody that joins me, if, the, if we're doing a live session in particular, so just a little bit of background, I'll do live sessions with, with teams where they join me on a Zoom and we'll watch the game together. Or I'll watch it first, create the clips or use the clips from Huddle that they have, and we'll watch those together. Or the other option is if they really don't have time, it's, if it's a three games a week type of, type of deal, I'll watch it, I'll prepare the clips and I'll provide written feedback and I'll send that written feedback and the clips along to the team so that they don't have to spend the 
X amount of hours in the actual film room with me, they can just get the learnings right there at their own convenience. But that goes back to what, how players receive information, how, what resonates with them, what type of learner they are. Not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in high school, that's a challenge. So to your question of, of how to become better, it really is the exact same way you would approach any other teaching situation, whether that's pertaining to basketball or off the court in a, in a, in a regular classroom setting. The key piece of that being it's, it's a constant, it's an iterative process. Um, it's dynamic in that you're always uh, seeking feedback and seeing what's working and seeing what's not working um, to really meet each player where they are. So in the classroom and on the education front, just generally in, in K through 12 education, there's been a push recently um, to, to meet students where they are. And in, in basketball, it's a, there's a push to meet players where they are in terms of their development, in terms of their understanding and things like that. So that also applies to the film study. If somebody, I, I um, the second high school that I coached at was very different than the high school that I played at and first coached at. Um, just different demographics, totally different kids. The second school I went to, um, it was one of the most diverse high schools in the country. Um, there wasn't really a youth basketball, a formal youth basketball setup for the, for the kids there. There's a lot of high rise apartment complexes, a lot of soccer players, things like that. Youth basketball in terms of like formal education was not really present. So when we got the players, if you were if you were decent to really good, even as a freshman, you were automatically on varsity. It was mm-hmm. one of those type schools. So the challenge there was they had no formal instruction to that point coming into high school. There was, uh, it was basically the only played pickup games. So the learning, we knew we were starting way over here in terms of meeting them where they are for their learning. So how that pertains to film is uh, film can generally in those instances be extremely helpful because if somebody goes from only playing pickup to thrown into the fire of a varsity game under the bright lights against a rival with all these people screaming, in terms of their development, it's hard for them, it's hard for any human being in a high stress situation like that to really learn things, right? You're, you're going through it, you're, you're, it's an experiential learning, right? You right. remember what happens when you drive this way and a defender steps up, you know, you know to kick it out or, or just something like that. But a lot of times it's hard to really retain that information because of the environment that they're learning it in on the court in a game, I stress. So film can then be, you know, you preach what you preach in practice. You teach, you know, your habits, your drills, your things like that. You work on the physical things. Then they go through it in the game. You remind them after the game. But then that film session, you know, the old adage of film doesn't lie. That's where you can show the proof to back up what you've been teaching. If you've been telling the guys, hey, we're, you know, our energy left, our energy level on defense has is really, really bad. We're not really moving that quickly. We're not really playing with urgency. Our rotations are slow, things like that. They're gonna hear you. They may feel it because they're getting blown by and you're down 20. But when they see it on film and you point out, look, you're not really like down in a like a in a um in a position ready to move or anything. You're kind of standing up, you're kind of moving lackadaisical. And there's there at that point when you show it to them and explain it. There's no way they can't understand it at that point. I mean, obviously, you know, you can't say 100% of the players understand it, but you'll get the vast majority of players to then really get what you're saying. So it's just really that you're adding that additional layer of showing you um, visually learning in addition to all the experiential learning and the auditory learning from the from the coaches that are, you know, constantly telling you things. And then if it's, um, you know, if they don't watch the film and it's just written feedback, then they're reading it and it's not in a high stress situation. So 
to your question about you know how to get better better at film study, it's really just being attuned to how your players learn, um, how how they retain things best, and 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 then the the last piece of that is sort of getting their feedback on everything. Be open and transparent about everything. Here's what I'm going to show you. Here's why this film is so important for those reasons I just described. And if this is helpful for you, if you're t so, what happens a lot of time is we'll be watching film. Hey, player X, do you see that? You see that? You know how you're moving on? Do you see that you didn't box that guy out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Remember we did that drill in practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. If you're telling me in the film study that you acknowledge that I tell you in practice, you know that it's happening in games, and I'm showing you on film, and you're confirming that you see it, you have no excuse but to not do it the next time we step on the court. Right. So, you know, if we're going to a practice, all right, hey, in practice, that's all, all of those learnings are all on the same continuum. And the more you talk about it and communicate it, you can bring all of those learnings back to the court whenever that next time is. Um, and, and just another key piece that I, about, you know, getting better at film study, what I tell coaches is you're not watching the game and players have a hard time understanding this, especially yes. high school players. You're not watching the game. You're not obviously not watching for highlights or anything like that, but we're not even necessarily watching to nitpick you player X of, Hey, you did this so bad. Oh my God. How did you miss that box out? We could have, won the game the past is the past that's done this is something that is habitual that we need you and us to improve upon to help our team going forward so we're looking at this just so you can see it but where this is taking us is the next play the next possession of the next game you should box out because we've talked about this you know because a lot of players it's hard when you don't really have when you're young and you don't have that experience nor that confidence to to be coached in that way even NBA players, you'll hear stories, oh, such and such flipped out during a film session and threw something at a coach. Right. The coach was getting on them. It's hard for any human being to get that really critical feedback. So just being attuned to your players and ensuring that they know the reason you're watching it, what the purpose is for that next possession in that next game, um, that, those are really the key pieces. And those things really go a long way. But it's hard to set hard and fast rules because players are different as players players are different as people mm -hmm. their emotional temperaments are all different just like you are in a classroom you really have to you're the educator and they're the uh, recipient of that education so it, the 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 burden is on the coach to make sure that their players are um you know understanding what the purpose is and and, and really um uh learning meaningfully i'm getting ready to ask a semi-loaded question in this because <laughs> i realize there is absolutely no definitive answer right or wrong okay. Uh, but in generally speaking premises, what for high school, what have you found that works the best in terms of volume? So I, I try, if I'm doing a live film study, which I've been doing a lot of lately, I'll, the max I'll do is one hour. Mm -hmm. It depends on, so then it comes to like the business side of things of what the, what the coach, what the program can, can afford because there's different levels of service. The more time I have to spend as the external person doing this, the more, uh, the, the higher the cost. So as somebody providing a service that we have to figure all that stuff out, and, but that's totally different. If a coach is able to do this stuff with their own players and they're doing it themselves, the same thing sort of applies though it's not necessarily in a business setting. An hour max is just the standard of, you know, uh, in any setting holding somebody's attention. So what to get out of that hour, how to get the most out of that hour is what you really have to figure out. If you're looking at, uh, let's just use rebounding, one specific thing as the problem, 
and it's it's rebounding. It's you know we're not we're not turning around and, and making finding a body and making contact on the, on the rise of the shot or whatever. You can go ahead of time and find those clips and and use that full hour only looking at those clips, only talking through those clips, showing them, rewinding, showing again, showing what you should have done, things like that. Um, if it's just a general watch, what what I've been doing, you just try and power as many through power through as many plays as you can. So it really depends to the need of. Is it a general? We're just looking. We don't have. A, we're not the most experienced team. We don't have the highest understanding of basketball as a group. We're just generally going to watch and soak up as much knowledge as we can from this film. Or if we're looking at something specifically, and whatever that answer is, is going to determine what you need to do in advance. If you need to slice the clips up and only grab the the missed box outs, or if you're just going to watch the whole first half together, the whole second half together. If one half was you know more telling than the other. Um, it really depends on the situation, like you said, but all of that is informed by um, what's going on in that team's context. One of the things I did this offseason, as I mentioned, was a goal of mine to become a better film study person because I watched a ton of uh, Kobe Bryant detail, yeah. uh, the show on there. And, and But the interesting stuff with that was phenomenal stuff. He did a great job with that. Uh, but it was very detailed and focused-oriented on the individual. Yes. Uh, and what, you know, the footwork, the angle of attack, where the shoulders were at, things of that nature. What read did this player make? It wasn't necessarily set up like, look how the Phoenix Suns ran this set. Exactly. Uh, or look how the Knicks didn't play defense here. They didn't rotate. It was much more about the individual. So when you're watching film with your high schools and stuff like that, how do you balance that, that you know, that technical side of it on the individual uh, versus the team concepts? Yeah, that's such a great question. So if it's, it depends on the group that's there. And this, this uh, one team I'm working with now is a perfect example. So with this team, we try to have um, all of their guys in the sessions with us. Um, sometimes it's like just their seven core guys. Sometimes it's like their four kind of main score type, type thing. Whatever it is, whoever's in there, if we're doing a live study and if you're if you're a coach, presumably you're watching with your whole team, unless something to do with an individual, and this does happen, if there's something that an individual does that everybody can learn from, that can be presented to the team. You can use your film study time with your team to talk about that thing. Um, but other than that, it just, I, I would say anything that would benefit the, the whole team is what you have to focus on and everything else either has to be done separately um, or just if you don't have time, you can't get to it, which is part of the reason why I started doing what I do to try and be that external person who can be an outsource for all those different things I've had plenty of high school coaches say, I feel like we're okay, but my main scorer, he's just really, like, I feel like he could, he would score eight to 10 more points a game if he just did X, if he came off that screen a little bit tighter or knew his reads after he comes off the screen or what have you. So that's something that's, that's specific for that individual. But for the example of the team I'm working with now, their, their best player is one of the best players in the state. And he's far and away the most talented player on the team. There are some, a lot of the things that I see him do on film, they don't really pertain to the other guys because <laughs> they can't do yes. what he can do. And they all understand. And we talk about it openly. And they're a great group who, who doesn't really, uh, who sets their egos and pride aside and they're, they're, you know, they're willing to learn and things like that. But there are things um, like, for example, sometimes he's, he's so talented that sometimes the effort isn't there. And I, I use with him the example of James Harden. Sometimes, and I'm a, I'm a Rockets fan, so I watched it far too much of this. 
if James Harden didn't have the ball, he was just kind of standing there. And if he was doing something off ball, it was a passive cut with not much energy. So when the player that I'm working with, when he does something like that, I will mention that to the group to say, hey, man, look, not nitpicking you, but if you were to cut hard there, the gravity that you have and the attention that you draw, you're going to do so much to the defense. And how I how I teach particularly, particularly on film is if you're on offense, all you're looking for is this little crack in the defense. Once you get that crack, once you turn, get your shoulder past that person or whatever, then you have options. Then you have the advantage and we look to snowball it until we score. So uh, if there's something that an individual does that can say, Hey, if you did this a little bit better, look what would happen. Everybody would have drawn in and then see your buddies right out there standing at the three point line, ready for the kickout. And had we gotten a little bit more of that, then the defense, if we do that a few possessions, the defense is going to start changing. If they start changing, they're changing into our favor. We are now dictating. We are now in control of the game and, and we sort of let it flow from there. So unless it's, it, the, I guess the short answer is, is unless it pertains, something the individual does pertains to the, to the group's learning, um, I don't even mention it unless I'm working individually with that player. And that would probably be the individual stuff would probably be more something you would do in the offseason uh, exactly. with the individual player and maybe even in an exit meeting say, hey, look, here's your 10 best plays from the year. Uh, let's look at your footwork. How, how was it? You know, that type of stuff and help to steer the, the individual player more in the offseason. Uh, exactly one question. Right. And, sorry, yeah. just just one more further point on that that, that that you mentioned just reminded me of something when you're doing this film work with the individual, it's really a player development tool, just like the on-court skills training is player development. That's player development because you're working on your moves and you're adding things and you're tightening up your handle and you're working on your mechanics, but your understanding as an individual is also your development as a player. So what I hope to bring in my work with players is the what I call the missing piece of player development is that next level study that pros get the NBA players get overseas pros. Most of them will probably get, and some college, at least major division one programs, they'll have film people watch, you know, with them as individuals, but everybody else below that, unless you're seeking that out or you are uh, a coach is helping you with it, or you have a parent who's a coach who can help you with it, or your, or your um, skills trainer watches your games for you and gives you that feedback. Unless that's the case, players aren't getting that. No, so, there's yeah, not enough so time. Exactly. Exactly. So, so my hope is give me all your games. I watch them and I'll give you like the three to five key things with a bunch of clips of your, your footwork when you're coming off screens just isn't right. And it's making you miss shots, tighten that up with your skills trainer and you'll be much better off. Nice. So one question that I probably, this is probably the area where I personally feel like I struggle the most and this is where I would like to be better at. So give me that that veteran high school coach, I know how to break down my film for what I'm looking for in terms of defense and offense and what we're doing wrong and things of that nature. But now with the advent of huddle over the last handful of years, the kids have access to the film. We don't have as much time to bring them in for, like you said, a one hour, two hour, because the window of time that you have them is so short. So you say, hey, guys, I need you to go watch. I, I made a clip package, highlight package. There's 10 clips in there. Go watch them. It's got clip notes on it. The whole nine yards, they go watch them. How do you instruct a kid on the right way to watch film? Because I think, like you had mentioned earlier, that most of the kids look at it for like what they same way they would watch an NBA broadcast. Yeah. They're looking at it for an entertainment value or some type of yeah. highlight package. Yes. So what would be the way you would instruct a kid to go watch film of a game? Sure. So I, I would always, be, before I send them off on their own to do it, 
I would like to do it in a group setting mm -hmm. and get them used to. Uh, so a perfect example is the team, the main team I'm working with now. When they join me on film studies, I am constantly reiterating before we start and throughout this film study that this virtual setting that we are in, this is a this is a learning environment for you. This is a uh, this is a like a classroom. Uh, what I'm hoping to get out of it, partially, obviously, is to teach you X, Y, and Z. You did this wrong. Try to fix that. You know, whatever. But what you're really trying to do is activate their minds. So it's the old, um, you know, rather than give somebody a fish, you teach them to fish. Correct. Rather than just tell them what's right and wrong, you're showing them how to think through it to set them up to be able to do this long. There was a commercial for one of the one of the many many dating apps. I don't remember which one, and the commercial said, we are the dating app that is meant to be deleted. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They mean, oh, you find your match and you delete our app. You don't need dating apps anymore. Uh, so we are providing a service to you. That's a, a train the trainer. <laughs> right. I'm going to teach you how to watch so you don't know. So you no longer need me. Mm -hmm. So I'd always try and, and make sure that I'm comfortable with where they are in that regard first. And then when you do set them off on their own, or if you are comfortable with how, you know, if they're a really high IQ team or really experienced players or whatever, you may not need to watch with them and teach them how to see things. If they're already there or when they get there, the biggest thing I teach is when you're looking at a game, you watch one possession at a time. The goal of each possession is to win it. On offense, that means a score or a foul. On defense, that means stopping them and, and securing the ball, you know, and it's not over until we gain control of the ball. So you start from there. Those are our goals. What do you do? What is happening? What should have happened? What could have happened? What are the possible outcomes um, that lead to that goal? When you are watching and you see on defense that we did get a stop, it's not, you're not watching for, did we get a stop? Yes, no, move on. No, you're looking at, you're looking at what happens before then, which are your habits as a player. Did we rotate on time? Did we see it early enough? Did we get to our spots? Did we go up tall without fouling? Uh, did we turn and find and, and, and um, you know, make contact on the box out? Um, are we doing all the little things, the little habits correctly that lead towards winning that defensive possession, that lead towards winning that offensive possession? That's the best way to do it because film like like huddle has really um, advanced is it is a, just a series of possessions, right? That's how you watch it. Boom, 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 possession, possession, possession. So how are we going about winning each of those? What did we do wrong on the ones that went wrong? What did we do right on the ones that went right? And if we scored, it doesn't always mean that we did everything right. That's why we're watching everything. If we got to stop, it doesn't mean... We could have totally botched a rotation and somebody had a wide open three and they missed it. That possession, that specific possession, sure, it was a win. They didn't get a stop. But we're not even looking at that. We don't care about that possession. We're looking at what we did there. The learning from that possession is we didn't rotate correctly. So you're what so when you sort of frame it in that way, it makes it more digestible. It's this whole game. And when they're watching it of themselves. We've all been in their shoes. It's cool to watch yourself. And especially if you're doing good things and you see your buddy dunk on somebody or whatever, of course, that's all great. But if you, if you can strip down the game to a series of possessions, to offensive possessions, to defensive possessions, our goal is to win, our goal is to win. What things are we doing to attain each of those? It's much more, uh, it becomes much more digestible for them to learn. So I always frame it that way because then they know exactly what they're looking at. And one tangible example of that is when I'm watching with this, this one team, 
when we're watching on, on defense, I always have my mouse cursor on the court and I pause at the beginning of a defensive possession and I run my cursor kind of around the middle of the paint or just where the general mass of bodies are and say, don't just watch the ball and go like this and follow the ball. Just watch this general area and see how the pieces are moving, right? A great man-to-man defense is kind of amoeba-like, right? It morphs here and morphs there and help here and pulls here and pulls there. Are we moving like that? Do you see that? So it's sometimes it's literally training the eye on where to stare. But the best way I describe it is is how to look at it, which is one possession at a time. I love what you just said there because I think that as even as young coaches, we do it. But certainly as players, we definitely do it. Uh, we tend to focus only on us individuals. It's like, you know, the other, you know, nine players on the floor aren't there and yeah. we're staring at what we do and, yeah. and learning how to kind of like almost gray out the screen and look at the yeah. screen as a whole as opposed to the individuals and see what's going on there, I think is, is huge, especially for the players. And when okay. they can grasp that concept, maybe that's where true learning actually takes place. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know you and I both have got things to get to here in a few minutes. So I'll kind of start wrapping up here a little bit, but let's, let's say that Brian Carver, the player back in high school, not my team, but me, I contact you and I say, hey, I'm really looking to take my game to the next level. I think I've got potential to play at the college level. Uh, can you help me out? What are you What are you doing with that individual player? So the first thing I ask is, and I, I get those inquiries a lot. The mm-hmm. first question I always have is, do you have your game film? The answer, thank God, thanks to Huddle and everybody else, is almost always yes. So then it's, okay, send me your film. And a lot of times what I'll get is a three minute highlight video. <laughs> yes. like, no, no, no. That's not, that's not going to help us here. I need your games. So Correct. because of huddle and the players, most players are on, on online, they have access to their team's huddle. So that's the first step. If you don't have access, get access, tell your coach what you're thinking. I will talk to your coach. So they know I'm not some outside person with some exterior, some ulterior motives. I will explain to them. I'll work with coaches. I've never, worked with an individual player where I haven't consulted with their coach of, Hey, here's what you tell me first, what it is that you think they need, what you want for them, what system you're running, what specific things they need to work on, et cetera. And then I'll see what the film tells me in terms of their areas of improvement. So I'll, I'll get that film consult with the coach um, to the extent that that's possible. Um, And then we'll see if they prefer, if they learn better to join with me and watch with me, if they have the time for that, if they, if that, if that cost or whatever that service cost is okay with them, um, there's sort of different tiers of level of service to like a more express version where I just um, will watch it with them one time so that I don't have to charge them too much. Um, I, I sort of uh, figure out what's best for them in that regard. Um, and norm, what normally happens is I will end up watching all of the film as I go through each game. If we've talked about something specific, like uh, me, my shots aren't falling. I feel like I should be making shots. My shots aren't falling. I'll key on those things. If it's totally general of, like you said, I think I can play in college. How do I get there? I'll watch every single thing they do on the court and everything of note to me, I'll start clipping. I make this clip and I tag it as, uh, you know, defensive rotation or whatever, bad defensive rotation, good defensive rotation, good box out, uh, race, great example of racing the floor. Ah, you trotted up the court this time. I'll start to just tag all those things and compile them. And very quickly, and, and I assume it's not just um, a skill that I have, I assume almost every coach can do this. As you start to see that, and you're looking at only that individual, you'll start to see themes. This is what you're good at. This is what you, because there's, the film doesn't lie. 
And it doesn't matter what you can do with your buddies in a pickup game in the summer. If you're trying to play college and that's your goal and that's why you're here, these games are the only things that matter. There may be some, you know, individual workouts where you may show some skills, but this is what you're being recruited on. This is what is going to translate to what you can bring to a team at the next level. That's what this, these game films are what those coaches are watching. So I'll start to develop those themes and then I'll, um, if, if this is the, the route that they chose and it's the kind of the standard one, I'll come up with a development plan. And I try not, I try to keep it, um, as simple as possible. Um, and it will highlight things like, uh, your, your, the a common one for high school players. You don't have great footwork going into your jumpers, whether that's you're coming off the screen or you're dribbling into one or you're standing there and waiting. Um, and I'll make those clips and that'll be the number one thing. If they have a skills trainer, take this to your skills trainer, they'll know exactly what to do. Or if they don't have a skills trainer, I'll shoot them some online drills that everything's online. Now you can find everything you want online in terms right. of player development. Absolutely. I'll send them, you know, I have my go-tos. I'm sure the same that you've seen on Twitter, the people who are excellent at the individual stuff. I'll send them a b- bunch of links. Here's a clip of, here's five clips of you with improper footwork that I think is causing you to miss shots because of X, Y, and Z, your balance is off. Here are five things you can do from Mike Dunn who can, who, that, that can fix that. And you can do it totally on your own time. That's of no cost to you. You can, you know, here's a video. Right. If, but that all depends if that goes back to if that player is able to retain that information and able to go out and do it. So it's the, the long answer is it really depends on the player and where exactly they are. But the sort of general answer is get the game film, uh, watch, as my, watch every single thing that they do, start to develop themes of, of key areas that they need to develop on, and then draft up that development plan to hand off to them. Coach, I got a question for you here that may not have a right or wrong answer either, to be honest with you. But I'm wondering if there's, a, in, in your time consulting with high schools and film study and stuff, uh, and you don't have to name any names by no means to protect the innocent, as they say. But have you ever ran across, and I'm hoping the answer is multiple teams where they consulted you about film study and you go, and in the back of your mind, you may not be as cruel about it when you say it to them, but in the back of your mind, you're going, dude, you are nowhere near doing this right. You have missed the point. So in <laughs> in that theme, what would be the number one thing that you would see that, that coaches miss, that the coaches aren't, they aren't getting it. They don't understand. Um, I, it, it definitely has happened multiple times and there's definitely one thing that has always stood out to me the most. And it's that ability to ability to understand where your players are, the ability to communicate to them in the way that they are receptive to it's, I think it's sort of every, the, the general basketball coach in, in the United States is getting better at this, mm-hmm. um, as we're becoming more in tune with individual needs and human emotions and things like that. But the, the old school coach, the traditional old school coach is loud, aggressive, do this. I'm going to tell you twice. I'm going to tell you a third time. And if you don't do it, you're just sitting on the bench. It's, it's very rigid and it's not, it's not, um, it's not teaching. Um, there's a great, great group, uh, a guy who I've, who I've never met, but I consider a, fe- a friend. His name is Asim Rastogi. He's, mm-hmm. a, um, he's a coach at, at Brandeis uh, for the Brandeis Women's Program. He's from Northern Virginia. Um, he has this thing called essential coaching and, um, I haven't gone through his program myself. I've looked at everything that he has public and I've talked to him a little bit, but it's teaching coaches. He also does a great job on Twitter as well. Putting stuff. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And so the human component, you know, that he preaches, honestly, that's what I feel coaches are, are missing the most that pertains to film that pertains to when they're on court. It's, it's a too rigid of 
This is right. I'm your coach and I'm telling you, you need to do this. Why are you not doing it? There's a whole, there's a whole course of things that you're, that, you know, coach X is missing because they're not really not teaching it well. And it's almost always, it's, it's almost never the X's and O's basketball stuff. It's almost always the human communication stuff. That, that's awesome. Cause I, I think you're right too. I, I'm almost thinking of a specific example I have now. And a lot of it to me is, is time. We're, we're full virtual still here. So I, the kids aren't on campus uh, except for the, you know, the, the two hours that I can have them here for practice or whatever. Uh, so there's no room here at this school large enough to where I could take my whole team in really and do film study. So we don't really get a chance to do full team team studies. Uh, but I had a player who a uh, very talented young player uh, and he was struggling at the varsity level uh, and mainly because he was a young kid and he's been highly successful throughout his entire youth career. Yeah. Uh, but now as the young kid playing against, you know, he's 15, 16 years old playing against 17, 18 year old grown men. Uh, on some level, uh, and he struggled a little bit, and he doesn't, un he never understood the, you know, how much harder he had to play, and he he had to get out of this kind of flashy, everything's about flash, and he had to understand how to get gritty and dirty. Yeah. And you're right, me being a 30 year veteran coach is like I've told you 10 times, why do I have to keep telling you, you know? And I'm, and then it gets louder, and it gets louder, and then you know, hey, you just come sit over here because you're struggling, <laughs> and and part of me is like, man, I missed the point with this kid is. I could have brought some film in and talked to him a little bit more. Uh, said, "Hey, look now, look look at your body language here. You're nonchalant, kind of just going through the motions. Uh, you kind of everything's one-handed and flippy and trying to be cool, and yeah. that's not going to work here at this level." And and then he figured it out. Now, granted, the bench was the best motivator, <laughs> uh, but I don't sure that I handled it well either. Uh, yeah. I didn't give him the benefit of being able to teach and learn a little bit better. It he had to get to almost rock bottom. Uh, emotionally before he realized there was a problem uh, and before he was willing to make a change. Uh, so I think that's big. I appreciate you saying that because it kind of brings things to a certain point home to me. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it hits me square in the eyes. But, yeah, uh, Coach, I appreciate your time today. You've been phenomenal. Uh, I want to leave with this one thought. Uh, you are the hoop consultant, so now consult us. Tell us what – Tell, leave us with some parting thoughts on, on film study and, and, and where we go with uh, the human development side of using film to help our teams. Sure. So I appreciate that, Coach, very much. Thank you for having me and thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Um, I would say the key, the key takeaway should be when you watch film with your team um, to, to really uh, focus on doing it one possession at a time and to start with those goals. Our goal is to win a possession on offense. We know what that looks like. Our goal is to win a possession on defense. We know what that looks like. And those uh, those ends, the, the stats, the actual rebound, the actual point, the actual win or loss, those are total byproducts of what comes of our habits. If we are boxing out and making contact and creating that space for a rebound, we are going to get that one rebound but it's that habit that's important because every single shot will come off differently. Every single game will be different. So if you can drill down to one possession at a time, focusing on your habits as individuals and collective habits as a team, um, that, you know, that's the basketball stuff. And then you, you are attuned to how your players are learning, what they're soaking up. You're asking them what's helpful. You're making it a collaborative process with them and creating a, um, uh, a successful learning environment then you can be successful with film. 
if you don't have those things, it's not to say that you won't be successful, but if any of those things is missing, it is a crack that a player could fall through or a whole team could fall through and they could not learn it. I think of coaches of my age that are kind of old school when, like I said, I literally remember, I didn't use it, but I can remember seeing there was still reel-to-reel film when I first came on board. It was at least there, we, you know, of some older games that we had from a couple of years prior. And but we were still on the old VCR tapes, whole game, <laughs> uh, you know, whole nine yards there. So, uh, you know, I think that if coaches aren't using film on some level, they're missing a great opportunity. Uh, and I think that learning how to use that delicate balance of what's enough, what's too much, what the right angle to take with it. Uh, we have so many tools available to us out there. Yes. Uh, and also feel like, and I don't know what, you know, like in your and neck of the woods, they were the coaches you deal with, but like in our area, especially, I love my staff. I'm not criticizing my staff at all, but they all have external factors that keep them from being here full-time locked in. Exactly. Uh, like I would like for them to be, if it were a college world or a perfect high school world for that matter, you know, one of them's a head coach of another major sport. Uh, so obviously I got to give uh, some time to where he's got to go run his sport that he's responsible for. And yeah. uh, my other two guys have nine to five jobs. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a give and take. So uh, the more we can, uh, consult with people like you uh, and and network ourselves out into the community and and help help grow our game and help grow each other. I think the better off we're going to be. And I think the results, it's just like everything else in this world. If you're still stuck in this pencil paper world, you're you're behind the times a little bit. We You, you got to kind of move forward and advance things that are going. So I think this is big. I, I appreciate you stopping by today. Uh, repeat one more time, if you don't mind, how someone can get in touch with you, uh, if they would like more information on how they could get help from you. Sure. So my website is hoopsconsultant.com. There's there's also a hoopconsultants.com, which is which is different. They don't really do what I do. They do other things. So I'm hoopsconsultant.com. Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at hoopsconsultant.com is my email. Um, Sean Ali, S-H-A-U-N-A-L-I, 34 on Twitter and hoopsconsultant on Instagram. Coach, again, I appreciate you so much for stopping by today. It's been enlightening. Uh, it's been a big thing for me. Uh, I would say this, maybe later on, once the seasons have kind of wound down, what I wouldn't mind doing if you're a game for it is maybe we uh, together do one where we kind of do a live session. And I know you have that available too, where you've done some of that stuff and and video tutorials on how to do it. But maybe we set one up as a podcast uh, where we do it and and we talk ourselves through how to break down a film uh, in a virtual session. That would be awesome. And I, I really appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff. It is, uh, it's always the highlight of my day. And I'm uh, really, really grateful for you reaching out and, and having me on it. Really. So we're going to call this part one and yes. part two to be continued. We'll, we'll like pick that. up the flag here in maybe a month or so uh, and see if we can't do another one. That sounds great. I would love that. I appreciate it, Coach. You have a great day. Thanks for coming by today. Coach, take care. All right, you too. Talk to you later. We thank you again for listening to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. Give us a shout out on social media, and we look forward to having you back again for another episode of the Elevation Basketball Podcast.